Welcome everyone. Welcome to episode zero. Today we're just here with me, myself and I. I'm Ivy. Nice to meet you all. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it so much for you to join me on the opening episode. Since I've never interacted with some of you guys before, I thought that this would be a great way to get acquainted. My name is Ivy. I am a tech career coach and I help non-technicals build an impactful career in tech. So whether you are working in a different industry and have always been interested in breaking into the tech industry or already an employee at a tech giant or startup, I want to help you thrive. I know how lost we non-technicals can feel in our career in the tech industry. After graduating from a Canadian university with a business degree, I moved to the Bay Area, really wanting to move into the tech industry right away as a fresh grad. I moved with no STEM degree, no job, no work experience, no visa, no network, and very little money. Like many of you, I was drawn by the impact and scale that tech companies were able to reach. In the first year, I was laid off twice. So first year after graduating, I mean, I was laid off twice because a startup going under and a CEO that was fired for fraud at the second company. So I learned very early through three job hunting rounds, the first time and the first startup I joined, the second one and the second company that I joined where the CEO was fired, and the third time right before I ended at Wish, all within the first year of me graduating. So I know how hard it was to sell my value as a non-technical person as I interviewed for all kinds of roles and I was pretty desperate for a job. Luckily, I ended up at Wish. And for those that don't know or aren't familiar, Wish is the most downloaded shopping app in the world. I left San Francisco in December of 2018 after about four years in the Bay Area. And at that time, I had been recently promoted to a people manager at Wish, managing the global acquisition team for every region outside of China. And I left because even though I really did like Wish, I liked my team, I even liked my role, I was feeling really, really lost in my career. From not knowing whether I was at the right company in the right industry or in the right role. Um, that's why I was really feeling lost. Think about it, right? In Silicon Valley, engineers are the ones put on a pedestal. Engineering resources are the most valuable resources in a company. In fact, a few years earlier, I read somewhere that in order to calculate startup valuations, for every engineer, you add 1 million to the startup's valuation, and for every MBA, you subtract 500K. Isn't that just ridiculous? <laughs> and engineers are paid three times or twice as much, uh, especially early in our careers within the first one, two, maybe even up to 10 years out of school. And then, yes, business grads and non-technical people might not have as much of a cap, but really only the most exceptional ones actually end up making it to upper level management and executive level. And that's when maybe your pay might match that of a technical person's. So that was all the feedback that I was getting as I looked around my peers and my coworkers. And I was just wondering to myself what I would even be able to accomplish in this industry. As a non-technical, I didn't feel validated or that my work was important enough uh, or rather as important uh, or ever will be. 
I am really ambitious. I want to make a big impact in my career. And I wasn't sure if the tech industry was for me at that point. Um, let me know in the reviews or DM me on Instagram uh, if this is you as well. Love to hear from you. So after I left SF in the end of 2018, I was really going out to look for some inspiration. I was tired of hearing the entire echo chamber that was San Francisco, everyone working on the same things, talking about the same things, reading the same things. I just felt so uninspired by all the first world problems or highly technical problems <laughs> that were being worked on in the Bay Area. So I spent 2019 traveling to emerging markets that I was interested in to learn about the challenges and opportunities in the developing world. I chose these markets just based on basic news or knowledge that I knew. So for example, the US-China trade war and the rise of WeChat, that's why I went to China. Uh, after I was in China, I saw that the Chinese are investing more in Southeast Asia and Africa instead of the US because of the trade war. So I decided to go check out Southeast Asia and Africa. I also realized that Tel Aviv is considered a huge tech hub, even though it's the exact opposite of China because it has a tie-in domestic market. China's thrived on its large domestic market for sales, its high population and lots of competition to develop its gladiator and hungry-like entrepreneurs. So what about Israel-Palestine? Why is it thriving when it has such a small population? So let's go check out the Middle East and check out Egypt uh, and Jordan while in the process. And what I found as I chatted with these founders and leaders, both non-technical and technical, all around the world is that there was a common trend amongst what they identified as their greatest problem. I learned that the greatest problems in a business cannot be solved with pure software or only software. Let me give you a few examples. So in Egypt, a lot of homes don't have street numbers. So a whole block, like a block of 200 households might share a single address. And data is quite expensive, especially for the lower class in Egypt who live in these slums where there was no addresses. And this is pretty common actually amongst a lot of places in the Middle East and Africa at least. So how do you deliver anything to these places? And e-commerce is really growing there, the food delivery ecosystems thriving. How do you solve these problems? And a lot of this is on the grounds operations. How do you find people who know the areas themselves and employ them? How do you ensure the right pickup location without a GPS? Do you call them more? How do you design the operations around that? And I met with the CMO and SVP of Jumia Kenya and had a really enlightening conversation. I hope they'll come on the podcast. We'll see if I can get them on. And also in Nairobi, there's also mobile payment problems. The entire ecosystem, the entire country uses M-Pesa and it managed to succeed because there's more remittance locations where people can cash out from the mobile payment. So for example, it succeeded because there's so many urban young people sending money back home to the rural areas. And in the rural areas, there's not enough banks. 
banks are really, really far. So M-Pesa workers decided to find agents who own salons or grocery stores to help become agents to help people cash out. And the rates might be higher, but grandma back home would rather go to an M-Pesa agent down the street than to banks. And this is also a distribution problem, a highly operational problem. Another example in China, China is a huge, huge domestic market with a lot of niches. And in order to run a successful D2C company now, you really have to speak to your customers and understand who you're selling to exactly and really be able to develop the right content, the right marketing pieces, the right story for these unique customers because there's so much competition. And that's a really, really high level marketing problem. So everywhere in the world, it's really the same. I feel that we are often so wrapped in our daily routines and our daily challenges of how to get engineering resources, how to deal with internal politics, that we forget what is really, really important for any business is that they need to understand customers. They need to be able to communicate stories to help lower costs, to drive revenue through sales and partnerships, to decrease costs using operations, finding better vendors, and even to hire people or to acquire which companies. Uh, how do we do accounting <laughs> and track expenses? These are all such important functions that we often forget about because engineering resources are so limited and Instead of focusing on that, we need to learn how to tell an internal story better and present our value better to the world so that we feel validated and others value us is when we realize the importance of our work. So circling back to the goal of this podcast is I really hope to inspire you all with the amazing non-technical leaders in all different career departments from product leaders, community leaders, marketing leaders, to sales leaders that I bring on who talk about all they've accomplished in their careers, share the impact that they've made so that you know what's possible for you as well. I also want to bring on people and share stories myself and we can talk about topics like management, working in emerging markets, how to network online and be a thought leader and much, much more. I am so, so pumped that you're here. Please let me know if there's any other topics you'd like to hear about, what regions you'd like to learn about and what other industries you might be curious about. I really want to build this podcast and the, this, these content pieces with my audience. So you can reach me via DM at IVXVINE, that's I-V-Y-X-V-I-N-E on Instagram or add me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Thank you guys again so much for listening and see you in the next episode.